Hey guys, Helmut Mayer here. This is always the time of the year that a lot of people think about Jesus, think about his birth, make a massive festival, a very much commercial festival about his birth. And uh, I think sometimes we forget to stop and think about some of the things which the Old Testament has prophesied about Jesus and how it played out. And today will be one of such. So I have a small confession about my almost obsession with a dialogue between Jesus and Pontius Pilate for a number of reasons. The one is Pontius Pilate is almost the perfect non-Hebrew. <laughs> He's the perfect Greek philosopher, academic, cerebral brain, and then almost this clumsy guy in control of the land of Israel, being the Roman governor. And then he ends up in this curious dialogue with Jesus right at the end of Jesus' earthly life. We read about this in John 19. So Pontius Pilate is forward and backward and to and fro between the crowds. And then eventually in verse 33, he asks Jesus straight, tell me, are you the king of the Jews, the sovereign of the Jews? And then in verse 34, Jesus answers him, do you say this from yourself or did others talk to you about me? Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and your chief priests have delivered you to me. What did you do? And then verse 36, Jesus answered, my reign is not of this world. If my reign were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my reign is not from here. And then verse 37, then Pilate said to him, you're a king then, right? And Yeshua answers him, you say it because I am a sovereign. For this I was born and for this I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And then we know poor Pontius Pilate questions Jesus on what is the truth? And so becoming the perfect Greek mind who couldn't hold the tension because in Hebrew truth isn't about whether you say the right thing or not. It's about being the glue. But here we find the picture of Yeshua right at the end of his life in dialogue with Pontius Pilate who challenges him on whether or not he's the king of the Jews. And just earlier in Matthew 10, we read the most interesting thing that Jesus speaks about, him not having come to bring peace, but the sword. So you have these two ideas that Jesus says, I did not come to bring peace. I did not come to bring shalom. I came to bring division. And as we know, not necessarily division between people because he's evil, but division between people because people wouldn't change. There's an innate resistance against change in all people, but contextually, specifically than the Jewish people here. In Isaiah 9 verse 6, we read one of the most powerful prophecies for the coming of Jesus. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And then it says, A Prince of Peace. And watch how Jesus ends his journey, not as a prince, but as a king, and not bringing peace, but actually separation, the vision between those who are comfortable and those who are willing to follow him. But is there anything else? Is there something more about the idea, not only of Jesus transforming from a prince to a king and coming with a title as the prince of Shalom, the prince of wellness, and then telling people, I didn't come to bring that. But my very message is so divisive, is so transformational, is so out there that it will separate people. It won't necessarily mean people would be in peace with one another. Here's something I want to say. The word Prince of Peace, as we find in Isaiah 9, is the word Sar Shalom. 
And the word sar, a two-letter Hebrew word, consists of the letters shin and resh. And that literally represents teeth and a person. And if you read the word sar, it just shouts at you to cut off the people or to separate the people. And then the word shalom, which is the word for wellness or completeness. And if you just look at Prince of Peace, there's a complete different layer where Jesus says, I, in being, separate the people of wellness. There will be two groups. There will be those who listen, those who follow, those who adapt, those who change their ways, those who are willing to flex with the message that I bring, those who would be willing to accept the gospel and the transformational power that the gospel has. And then there will be those who won't. Sar Shalom, the one who separates the people of wellness. And isn't that exactly what it means to be set apart? I leave this with you. And may you in this time discover Jesus, not just as a baby in a manger, with all the songs and festivities. May we rediscover the biblical Jesus as the Sar Shalom, the one who separates the people belonging to wellness. Be blessed. Until next time.